You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus, starting at $3 a month. Get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shout-outs, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Water. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Spring practice in full swing. First week over. We'll, we'll go back a couple of days. Still a couple more coaches we got to hear from. Offensive line coach Rob Sell, running back coach. Jabbar Jaluk spoke to the media over the weekend, so we will look back. Uh, everybody's busy with March Madness or just busy in the weekend in general, so you might have missed those two coaches speaking to the media. So we'll go back, take a look at what they had to say about the offensive line, take, about, take, a, take a look at what they had to say about the running back position as well. So lots of good stuff to get into here uh, from those two coaches. Before we move further, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out here on Gators Breakdown, especially in that YouTube version. And check us out at the home of Gators Breakdown, news4jacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. All right, getting into it, we'll go offensive line first in the trenches where but we know Florida has to get much better there a position that needs to be recruited better, but this is what they're walking into right now. Did bring in a couple of transfers as well, uh, but Rob Sell was asked about the fundamentals on the offensive line and just where they're at. Where are they at on the fundamentals of this offensive line while spring practice is just getting started? Fundamentals, I think they're they're you know, not far off. I mean, O-line play, you, you never perfect it, man. It, it's you're always fighting to get your hands inside. You're always trying to get hat, hat position, and you're saying those things. I think the verbiage is a little bit different. So with knowledge and knowing what to do, where your eyes are supposed to be versus edge pressure, um, those things they can have anticipation when we're communicating from the quarterback to the offensive line. If we're getting uh, edge pressure and things like that, where um, they'll play a little bit faster. Knowledge is power. So when you know what to do, you can go play fast. You know, the first couple of uh, kind of figuring out, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't far off. So. Uh, proud of their progression so far. Proud of that progression so far. And look, I mean, of course, there's a lot of experience on this offensive line. 
when you go from left to right, there's a lot of experience. Richard Garage at left tackle, Ethan White at left guard, Kingsley Egwakon at center. You brought in Rashad Torrance there, more than likely right guard. We'll be starting at that position as well. We've only got one really, you know, one big question along this offensive line, and that's that right tackle. You know, Florida's trying to figure that out right now. We'll go through and uh, I'll update. Uh, the offensive line and what it's been looking like so far as we go through spring practice and, long, and as long as we go through here uh, with offensive line coach Rob Sell. But it's kind of refreshing to hear right now, spring practice getting started, that the fundamentals aren't that far off because there is a lot of experience here. These guys should be able to to hit the ground running except for the mental side of learning through this transition, learning what Rob Sell wants to see, learning what Billy Napier wants to see, learning the terminology, learning how these guys coach, learning the expectations of those coaches. So, you know, the physical side of it, the fundamentals on that side of it should be pretty strong. You know, this offensive line, we wanted this offensive line to uh, be used a little more as far as the ground game goes last year. It, it, it wasn't. And I think, you know, just because of the struggles and play calling and struggles and, and, and how the offense was called, I think offensive line struggled a bit. Could they have been better? Absolutely. Uh, were they a strength toward the beginning of the season and kind of faded off? Yeah, they, they were. Injuries happened, uh, of course. That was part of it. But, you know, once defenses kind of figured out what Florida was doing on offense, the offensive line did struggle a, a bit more as well. But they also should have been relied upon more as well. And we all saw that. So I think, you know, while it is the – you guys know when we went back a few weeks ago and I uh, calculated as far as recruiting rankings go, by position ranking, the offensive line was the weakest recruited unit on the team. But there's a lot of experience there. And Richard Garage, highly recruited. He's starting. Ethan White, not highly recruited, but everybody kind of saw the potential there. You know, that was one that uh, came in overweight. But we knew the we knew there was some potential there that had to be uh, unlocked. Kingsley Egwakon, okay, center, taking over there. Uh, did a nice job in his first year last year. Josh Braun, we'll see where he fits eventually. But you bring in, because of the questions on the right side, you had to bring in uh, Osiris Torrance. Fits right in. We'll get into him in just a second right here. But, I mean, you feel pretty good. While it wasn't a highly recruited position, you feel pretty good about the experience. Where the recruiting part comes in is just the depth. And that's the most important part for Florida along this offensive line is finding that right tackle and building some depth behind every position. So with that, of course, Florida needed to hit the transfer portal and really hit it hard from Billy Napier's last school there at Louisiana. So let's get into some talk here from these transfers and Rob Sell. Osiris Torrance, we call him Sabo. You know, I was able to coach him for three years. Um, Special young man, great player, um, good kid, um, great teammate, and more importantly, um, so the, the, the ceiling's high for him. You know, he has a lot of snaps, very familiar to the offense. Nothing's really changed, so he's able to come here and play fast. Uh, there's no – all the drills are the same. The way we practice, setups the same. So uh, he hit, hitting the ground running more than any other player here, I would say, um, just because he's done it. Cam Waits was there after I left to go to the Giants, um, but they found him out of camp, was a basketball guy, had a very – uh, minimal football background. He was a basketball guy, um, but if you had to cut one out of a out of a cardboard box, that's where you want him to look. You know, he's six eight, three hundred and sixty pounds, um, and he's getting better every single snap. So I watched a little bit of the stuff they did at UL when I was gone, um, 
and he was a little raw, but naturally because he doesn't have those snaps, but he's getting better every single day. So uh, he has a high ceiling for sure. Yeah, we found out about that high ceiling when you know, all those, especially 24-7 recruiting rankings, re-ranked transfers, and Waits was way up there <laughs> as far as, look, as I said, not a lot of experience playing the game of football, but those measurables that you heard Rob Sell just mention and the potential right there. And look, I think also given a pedigree, there is, and I'll get into it in just a second, a pedigree from Louisiana and offensive linemen being developed by Billy Napier, being developed by Rob Sell. And Rob Sell, of course, you know, mentioning there or Osiris Torrance has a reputation with him, has a history with him uh, before he went on to the NFL, uh, Rob Sell did. So uh, here's even more uh, on Osiris Torrance from Rob Sell. Um, he can, you know, he took a little tackle at UL, not much because we had some guys there at that spot. You know, he can go out there and play, um, but, you know, he's really effective in the inside. So um, we got two guys, we got right now, you know, I'd say probably three or four tackles that can that can play. And we got to get them to play obviously better. We're far from, as Coach Napier would say, ready to play. Um, so we don't have to experiment with that right now, especially not in the team setting. And good to hear there that sound was about playing playing Osiris Torrance at tackle. But, no, you hear it right there from Rob Sell. He's going to be on the inside. His experience is on the inside. Can he play tackle? Yeah. As you heard Rob Sell say, they got some tackles uh, right right there and what they got to figure out. So, Osiris Torrance, I mean, comes in as a transfer and maybe the best player overall on the team when you start looking at draft profile, when you start looking at readiness to play, when you kind of start looking at where Florida needs some help. Osiris Torrance checks all those boxes right there. So, as he said, can hit the ground running, has experience there with Billy Napier uh, and playing in this offense for the last few years. I think it's a big help for the offensive line, too, as well as far as communication goes, is having a guy who knows the terminology, having a guy that knows the culture, having a guy that knows everything about this offense inside and out. He can share that knowledge with with his position group. I think will go a long way in this offensive line. Taking that next step, maybe a more consistent offensive line. That's what we want to see. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball a good bit with those running backs, which we'll get into in this episode as well. Florida's going to want to run the ball and should run the ball with that talent that you have at the running back position. So we saw it in glimpses last year. Hopefully we see those glimpses on a more consistent basis and being led by Osiris Torrance and hopefully in years to come with Cameron Wicks. One more soundbite I wanted to pick out there from Rob Sell, and he was asked about recruiting and recruiting in the offensive line. And look, uh, I just you know gave you guys the history about the in, in that one episode, and, and brought it up again here about how bad the position has been recruited. But now you start looking at what these coaches have done together, and a pretty good, um, pretty good explanation by Rob Sell where where him and Billy Napier are, and when they look for offensive line. You obviously want to have some some say so in it, and me and Coach Napier think the same way when it comes to evaluation and evaluating, a, um, you know, all positions. You know, he has the ultimate, you know, say so being the head coach. But Coach Napier is very good at evaluating offensive line. I can't sit here and say I, I took all the credit for the guys at UL. He knows what they look like. You know how they're supposed to bend, how they're supposed to be wired. Um, so he does a great job evaluating. I think all positions. Um, so we'll get it right here. We'll get it right. That's what, that's what we want to hear. So we want to hear from that offensive line and, and that position being recruited at a much higher level with this, with this coaching staff. But I want to go back a bit to at the time at Louisiana 
And then not just the evaluation part, but the development part. Robert Hunt, Kevin Dotson, both those guys playing in the NFL, both those guys played offensive line for Louisiana, and both those guys were on the roster when Billy Napier and Rob Sale walked in to Louisiana. So there's a development of players already on the roster as well. So that should give you some hope, or maybe should give you some hope for this offensive line coming up of they took those guys that were already part of the program, elevated their play, developed those guys to be NFL draft picks. Robert Hunt. Drafted in the second round of the 2020 NFL draft. He was a redshirt senior in 2019. Started the first seven games of the season before missing the second half of that season due to injury. Despite the injury, was still named first team all-sun belt. Dotson was a fourth-round selection in the, tw- in the 2020 NFL draft. He was a redshirt senior in 2019. One of the highest-graded offensive linemen in the nation. Dotson started in all 14 of Louisiana games in, ni- in 2019 was named first-team All-American by the Associated Press, USA Today, Sports Illustrated, and Pro Football Focus. So two guys right there that were already on the roster. They were redshirt seniors in 2019, drafted in the 2020 NFL Draft, being developed by Rob Sell and Billy Napier. So walking in to a roster already and making those players better, making offensive linemen better, you hope they can do the same here at Florida. And then, of course, the evaluation part of it. Evaluated Torrance. Got him at Louisiana. We already know about him, but he's already laid out on NFL draft boards. Named last season as the top 100 player in all of college football by ESPN. It's a reputation for developing offensive linemen, recruiting offensive linemen at Louisiana. That needs to continue at Florida. Step in a situation like at Louisiana where you're taking over and developing NFL prospects. Step in, improve the, recruiting, improve the recruiting profile at the weakest recruiting position on the, on the roster. There's a track record there that needs to continue. So some promise, some promise of development, some promise of evaluation. Hopefully it goes a long way right here for this Gator offensive line. All right, well, this offensive line is going to be blocking for some pretty good running backs. Demarcus Bowman. Lorenzo Lingard, Montreal Johnson, down the road, Naquan right there in the fall. Trevor Etienne coming in the fall as well. Jabbar Jalou got to speak over the weekend as well, and he spoke on the philosophy of playing multiple running backs, sharing the ball, sharing the carries. What we try to do is uh, we want to play multiple guys, right? Um, we want to play multiple guys to make sure that we have competition every day. No one's going to be given anything. you got to go out here and work for it on a daily basis. And uh, we want to make sure that you're playing at a high level, okay? We, we talk about having great habits and um, going out there and compete. But the best thing that we're going to do as a running back unit, we're going to cheer for one another. All right, we're going to support each other. We're going to be out there making sure that we're doing things. Even though we're having friendly competition, we still want to be supportive of each other while we're out there. So we're going to put the guys out there that deserves to play and has the ability to play, and uh, we're going to make sure that we're out there having a great time and doing so. And we're going to play extremely hard. Now, you listen to Jabbar Jalut talk, man, he gets you pumped up. <laughs> he gets you pumped up a bit. So uh, I encourage you guys to go out there and listen to the full. I got a lot of sound bites here, but I'm limited to what I can uh, show time-wise. But I'm telling you, he's very impressive there in front of the mic. And you can see why probably these running backs are, going to, are going to want to play for him because uh, he, he brings it there. Very energetic on the mic. It was, a, it was a breath of fresh air there to listen to him. Uh, so he looked. You go back to their time at Louisiana and that running back position, a lot of success there. 
and a lot of success rotating backs, getting multiple backs carries. So I know many are scarred from the last staff and rotating too much, and, and I get that. I, I completely agree with that thought. But we'll have to see what happens when a, when a running back shows a hot hand in a game uh, here with, with, with Jaluk and this staff. So I did go back and look at Louisiana since 2018 to get a sense, maybe get a feel. Of course, not everything's going to be the same, but we know what does history show us a bit. Uh, so in Napier's first two seasons, the lead back, as far as carries goes, had a gap of about 70 carries when you look at those two years combined. It was about the average there. One season, it was Trey Ragus. The other was Elijah Mitchell. Then in 2020, it was more even, with Mitchell only getting 10 more carries. And then last season, Montreal Johnson led the way as a freshman with 162 carries, nine more than the next player, and one more game played. So history shows one player can separate, or it can be a group effort. In the first two years, it was more of a separation. The last couple of years, they're a little, a little closer together there. So a lot of it's going to be injuries. A lot of it's going to be hot hand. A lot of it's going to be keeping guys fresh. So, you know, what will Billy Napier do? We'll see. I mean, we'll see. These running backs will determine that. Can DeMarcus Budman, Lorenzo Lingard, Macho Johnson break away from the pack, demand more carries? I mean, look, I'll, college football right now, football just in general, you want more than one guy. I mean, do you need a bell cow? I don't, no, you don't need one. But I do think if there's a hot hand, you ride that hot hand. If there's one guy who deserves five, ten more carries a game, you give that to him. So that's what this spring is about. Can one guy separate himself? Will these guys prove it needs to be running back by committee? And these guys, and you'll hear Jaluk here in just a second, he, he, he describes the game of uh, these guys. So situation, situational football plays into it as well. How much is Florida in short yardage situations? Does Florida need a big play to happen? I mean, of course, you always want big plays. Don't get me wrong, but guys need a break as well. So uh, Bowman, Lingard, those are thought to be your speedster, speedster game-breaker types. Maybe you're lightning to the Montreal Johnson Thunder. But let's get into it a bit. How does he describe them? We'll start with the guys who have been on the roster, DeMarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard. Here's Jabbar Jaluk on those guys. I'm impressed. All right? Those guys are very talented young men. You know, they have some ability, and they're different. Right, they're different in their own right. Um, I just got to get them to practice the right way. You know what I'm saying? Having ability and practicing wrong doesn't help us. So we got to make sure that we are practicing the right way and maximizing our ability. We got to go out there and do things the right way and be consistent at doing it. But they have a unique skill set. I'm excited about working with them. I want to continue to advance and help them on both on and off the football field. When you say practice the right way, what do you mean? Doing all the little things making the proper steps, making the proper reads, sprinting, playing hard, having a good time out there, cheering for your teammate, and being a good football player. Sounds like there might be some bad habits from that last half, huh? I mean, not to not to take a shot at those guys, and I don't think that's what Jaluk was doing here either, but it's like, hey, these guys need to practice better. Practice the right way. You know, one more example of maybe some of those small details that just kept adding up from the last half. Maybe that's still showing and rearing its head right here. You know, where did the development of young running backs go? You know, hard to fault for playing Damian Pierce. We wanted to play more. But could there have been, should there have been some roles for these younger backs to help in their development? On the practice field and in games. 
You know, not just the games, but the practice field. I mean, that's what it sounds like right here, that these guys are still learning how to practice a bit. Should that be the case? These guys have, in their third year, DeMarcus Bowman, Lorenzo Lingard, what? He's in his fourth, fifth year? So, sounds like there's some habits that they need, that they need to get rid of um, more con- you know, to be on, in a, on a more consistent basis. But maybe that's just kind of something from the last staff that's still kind of showing up here on the practice field under the new staff. So it won't take long. <laughs> it won't take long. Those guys want to play. And look, and, I've, and I've been hearing for these three practices that have happened so far that the running backs, all of them are showing some really, really nice things right now. Might be Bowman one day, Lingard one day, Johnson one day. Different parts of practice, one of them are showing out. So these guys, uh, I think – you know, once they get this these practice habits, these new practice habits, and what the staff the staff is expecting of them, expect that another step up. I think there's already a baseline of being pretty good. Get those practice habits down. I and mean, look, this staff has a reputation the last four years at Louisiana of being able to run the ball, putting offensive linemen in the NFL. Elijah Mitchell, a rookie last year for the 49ers really showed out one of the best rookie rookie, if not the best rookie running back in the in NFL, we're definitely up there played right here, developed by Jabbar Jaloup. Another one that was at Louisiana last year, transferred into Florida this year, Montreal Johnson, you know, Florida needed to go hit the transfer portal for a running back, especially for this spring as the Bowman and Lingard will go be the only two guys who have, any kind of experience. You probably could have had some walk-ons go through spring practice at the running back position, but Florida needed another an, another experienced running back. Well, they got one who played as a freshman last year a lot in Louisiana in Montreal Johnson. Montreal has a unique skill set as well. He's big. He's faster than you think he is. Um, he has very good patience, balance, right? He has a good lower half that gives him opportunity to make cuts and explode through the hole, man. I think that um, – his football IQ has helped him to have success as well. That's why he was able to come in and play as a freshman. And now the game is slowing down for him a little bit. I'm anxious to see how much he's going to continue to grow. Because he has a long way to go now, man. He, 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 he's, he's only 18 years old. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still working with him, being more mature. I'm working with him off the field to make sure he's doing all the little things, eating right, sleeping right, drinking enough water. So those are the things that he needs to be working on. Pretty good for a guy who had a lot of carries last year, well over 100 carries last year as a freshman. And Julius saying he just needs to fix the small things now, the little things, take care of the little things. Look, being in this offense last year certainly helps. Uh, but Julius uh, did go on to say there's still growing pains. As this is Montreal Johnson's first spring. He didn't take part in spring last year. He came on campus in the fall of last year and still put up over 100 carries. Led the team in carries last year at Louisiana as a true freshman. Didn't even go through spring last year. So it lets you know, yeah, competition, maybe not the best. He played a lot last season. But there are some different aspects. Luke mentions mainly the level of competition. So that's something that's got to, you know, we'll, we'll see. Playing a lot last year certainly, certainly helps. Uh, and I think if you can do that as a true freshman in the Sun Belt, that, that still says a whole lot. But this is different. This is the SEC. This is bigger, faster, stronger defenses on the other side of it. So now he's going through his first spring, first spring at a new school, raising the level of competition. So those are aspects to Luke is identifying on Montreal Johnson. One more, let's not forget about Naquan Wright. Yes, he may not be going through spring, 
But Jaluk was asked about him and what he wants to see and what he is seeing from Naquan Wright. Smart leadership, right? He's a guy that wants to get out there and do things, and, and he's very smart. I'm talking about high IQ of football. He's able to pick up on the offense pretty quick, and he's able to help those guys, right, to tell them, hey, man, you got this coming up, or this, you should have did this. And that's good in his leadership role. And he has to stay engaged, right? So that's why we want to make sure that he's doing those things. He's leading in the meetings. You know, I put, I put a lot of pressure on him. Uh, he has the most experience of the group. He can't play, but you still got to be able to make an impact on the team. And we want to make sure he continue to do that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be a leader on the team. I can't practice. So, look, has to stay sharp, has to stay engaged for the mental aspect of playing running back in this transition. Jaluk went on to say, take advantage of the mental reps. Uh, Jaluk says he wants Wright to be a leader, and he's embracing it so far, trying to keep him encouraged since he can't practice. Jaluk says he's really, really leaning on Wright a lot for leadership. Look, this is still a running back. That, that, that has played a lot of football, made some nice plays for the Gators the last couple of years. He'll join this rotation in the fall, gets Florida four, I think, really good running backs. I think above average running backs. You know, maybe some closer to average there, but I think above average just because of the, the, the plays they made. And I, I'm kind of projecting a little bit in what this coaching staff has shown, what they've been able to do with running backs the last few years. So I think Florida's got a really, really good running back room, a deep running back room once fall hits. But this this spring, these guys that are taking advantage of a spring, three players, Bowman, Lingard, Johnson, they'll have an advantage, of course. But it sounds like Wright has the place to, to fit in from an experience and leadership role. So good look at the running backs there from Jabbar Jaluk. I really enjoyed hearing him talk about uh, this room. So look. We got to look at Rob Sell talking about this offensive line, Jabbar Luke talking about this running game and how those, you know, but we, we know those two aspects have to work much better than they have been. Running game was better last year, but 2019, 2020, nowhere to be seen, hardly to be seen for Florida. Starting up front not having really any explosive playmakers at the position of running back. So pair these together. I think it's a pretty good pairing here. Rob Sale, Jamar Jaluk, they got a history together as well. Uh, if you want to go listen to the full interview, Jaluk speaks on that. Didn't have time to put it in here, but uh, Jaluk had a history with Rob Sale kind of before Billy Napier. So good that this coaching staff has a lot of relationships uh, and branching off. And uh, these guys know each other from from years and years ago and now coming together here at Florida. All right, some uh, big news, of course, but wait, I'm glad, glad we got to hear from that. So um, running back talk, offensive line talk, good stuff there. Uh, but before we transition to one more thing, um, big spring headline, of course, Emory Jones transferring away from the University of Florida. That came out over the weekend. 
as well. I could, the biggest surprise would be only going through two practices and, and then deciding to transfer. Uh, of course, it looks like probably something had to happen there after those two practices. Uh, could it have been one single event? Could it have been Anthony Richardson taking a majority of the one reps? Who knows? Uh, maybe it'll come out. Maybe it won't come out. Uh, but Emory Jones will transfer from the University of Florida. And look, those transfer rumors, of course, have been around. He was it was in the plans. He even admitted it in, uh, in, uh, to the media last week. The plan was to transfer. Uh, sat down, talked with Billy Napier, talked with the offensive coaches, and decided to stay. But two practices in of the spring practice, and Emory Jones has decided to transfer from the University of Florida. We'll still graduate in May. We'll still be taking classes this spring. We'll look to be a grad transfer. Uh, so we'll see what his next destination is. I hope the, I hope the best for him. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Arizona State, I think, was a school to be rumored there. Uh, some lower-tier schools as well. So we'll see what, what, there, what happens with it with Emory Jones. We wish him the best of luck. But opens the door, of course, for uh, the, comp- the quarterback competition. Now down to four for spring. Anthony Richardson, Jack Miller, Carlos Del Rio Wilson, Jalen Kitna. They are still quarterback with one right now. Jack Miller had a really nice practice. The first practice Emory Jones is gone. Jack Miller has a nice practice on Saturday. Uh, I believe it was Jason Marshall, and you'll get a you'll get a preview here of a, of a Gator Collective spaces. But on that spaces, he said Jack Miller has, has has shown some flashes there. So, you know, Florida, there we go. Four quarterbacks in there go battle it out for the rest of the spring. Still think it's AR's job to lose right now, but any any sort of competition is going to help every one of these guys. Uh, Wilmer Jones will be the last transfer. We'll see what happens with some of the younger guys uh, as well throughout spring. But right now, four man battle as Emory Jones is on the way out, transferring away from the University of Florida. All right, teased it just there in this episode with a preview of a Spaces, a Twitter Spaces event from the Gator Collective, and it was featuring the defensive backs, hosted by Gator Jen and Christopher Yang from the Gator Collective, and my good buddy David Soderquist from the Getting Swamp podcast. Great job by them talking with all these DBs, but Jason Marshall, Kamar Wilcox, and Jaden Hill, Jalen Kimber, they were among the ones that hopped on and, and talked to fans and, and gave insight on what's going on in spring practice, Billy Napier's first spring practice right now. So they go into working with defensive coordinator Patrick Tony and Corey Raymond, the differences of, uh, of a Billy Napier-led team, how spring ball is different from the previous staff. So also later on in the episode, fans hopped on, asked some questions as well. But uh, here's a preview. Here's a preview of that Spaces event and everything that these DBs had to say. What's it like? Uh, you know, what's the coaching philosophy like, maybe different from the last staff with Corey Raymond and uh, all the other DB coaches? Well, first off, I can say, you know, he holds everybody accountable. Let me hop back in here for a second. This is Jason Marshall uh, leading leading this first group. I think all the other sound bites are pretty clear uh, who it is, but uh, before, and it, this will rewind a bit too, but they didn't want to give you a heads up of who was going to speak first. What's it like? Uh, you know, what's the coaching philosophy like, maybe different from the last staff with Corey Raymond and uh, all the other DB coaches? Well, first off, I can say, you know, he holds everybody accountable. You know, he, he sets the uh, expectations high for everybody. And he just pushes everybody to work. And, you know, I, I, I feel like that 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 is a, a big, you know, standpoint with me. 
basically he uh you know pushes me to work pushes everybody to work and he comes in every day with the motive to push everybody to work and i feel like that that stands apart has there been any kind of like small detail that maybe you may not have thought about playing at DB that maybe he's taught you that maybe you probably didn't know from maybe the last half or even in high school? Um, yes, for sure. Um, he actually teaches us, you know, like the, the small bits and small details that can help us excel in playing the cornerback position. And with, with his knowledge of playing the, uh, the position himself. Kamar, how about yourself? Are you working with the uh, cornerback position, or are you working more at the safety position so far this spring? No, I work straight with the safeties because I play uh I play star and free safety. So okay, I, I be with PT. Gotcha. So how's Pat, Coach Patrick Tony uh, been so far? I mean, he I think he's starting to get the the notoriety of being kind of a young up and coming coach in the coaching profession. What's that like been working with him? To me, it's been good because um. Like y'all, like he he's real, real smart. And that was one thing I told myself, like, when I got back healthy, that was one thing I wanted to improve was like just my knowledge my knowledge of football and things like that. And he's definitely like made everything a lot easier for me. Could you I think overall, do you think the, the defensive scheme that uh coach Tony is bringing over and starting to install during the spring practice, does it seem like I know it's only been three days, but does it seem like a scheme that the guys are going to pick up a little bit easier? Um, it's a little bit easier to understand and execute on the field. I mean, honestly, to me, football is football. It's just everybody teach it a little different. So it's like we're going to be running the same variation of coverages and things like that. We just may have like, like we just have different people teaching it now. And like with the new staff, it's just they sense of de- like this sense of detail is just a little bit more. I say, like, they're a little bit more serious about that, like the little small details and stuff like that. Jaden, I wanted to ask you, um, obviously, I think Gator Nation was definitely heartbroken for you last fall camp, you know, when uh, you went down with your injury. Um, how's that rehab been going, and are you full speed ahead again uh, going into the spring? Uh, yeah, so I'm, like, um, I'm 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 doing pretty good. You know, I'm, uh, like, what, six months out. Uh, I've been doing spring ball. I'm just doing non-contact. So, yeah, I've been in the Orange jersey, but I've been doing, like, all of the teams, 7-on-7. Seven seven. It's not nothing that I haven't did, you know. But, I mean, it's been pretty good to get back out there, you know, get back in the groove and stuff. I, I'm just about full go, you know. I'm, I still had a brace on just for spring ball, but I'll be full go for sure. Like, I'll be ready to go. And do you feel like your the knee is, is healed up pretty well where, like, you, you get the same kind of speed and agility you had uh, prior to the injury? Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. And I'd I'd ask the same question of Kamar. Um, how's your recovery going? Not to sound cocky or anything, but I am a hundred percent. A lot of good stuff there from the DBs working with Corey Raymond. Some guys bouncing back from injuries that missed last season. Now out there on the field this spring. Man, if you want even more content like that right there, make sure to join the Gator Collective. Link right there is in the description. Can go a long way. Can go a long way in helping Gators and Miss. Crazy world of NIL, Gator Nation can do their part, can help in the world of NIL uh, right there by joining the Gator Collective. You get even more content like that, interactions from the players, a lot of good stuff happening with the Gator Collective. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.